Welcome to Small Business Lifeline, Crane's podcast to navigate the COVID crisis. My name is Christine Honey Dear Bryan, and I am an editor with Crane Communications. This week, we are talking about how to deal with insurers. We are hearing from you, small businesses, and just how hard you're finding it to get any relief from insurance companies right now. So, this episode is dedicated to helping you get some answers. We're going to talk to one reporter in New York who has watched small businesses push back through litigation, and we're then going to head to Austin, Texas, where we're going to talk to an analyst of the insurance industry who has some ideas and suggestions of what the industry may pay for and just how to ask for that. Ryan Deffenbaugh is a reporter with Crane's New York Business, and he has been reporting on businesses that have really had enough and are pushing back at the insurance industry for not helping them out through this time. He's particularly focused on one restaurant called Café de Soleil. Ryan, it's great to have you here. You're great. Thank you for having me. So tell me about this cafe in Manhattan and what happened with its insurance. Did it pay out? Did it not pay out? Right, so this is a small Upper West Side cafe, um, kind of like a, a, a French bistro type. And they uh, were shut down with all the other restaurants in the city, um, kind of in the middle of March. And they filed a claim for their business interruption insurance, you know, kind of the insurance that they pay each month. And it's you know, essentially supposed to cover your costs whenever a disaster of any kind forces a closure. They found out a couple weeks later that their claim had been denied. They're, they're not alone in that. We're hearing from many restaurants that almost universally these claims are being denied because virus and other bacteria-driven shutdowns are strictly written into the plans that you know they won't be covered. Interesting. When did this start that insurers said that they can't help businesses? Do you know how recent this is? So apparently after the SARS outbreak in 2003, insurers got a sense of just how much this could cost them if a pandemic caused a sort of global disruption as we have seen. And getting a preview of that, they looked at it as a sort of great threat to the entire industry like this could take the entire industry down if they have to cover entire claims you know globally so they started specifically writing into these contracts that virus driven closures would not be covered you know on the argument that business interruption really is only for physical damage you know hurricanes tornadoes things of that nature so did the restaurant have to lay off its staff is it is it operating at all what is the status of this restaurant Yeah, they had to let most of their employees go, and they shut down completely for all of April uh, and most of March before that. At the beginning of May, they reopened and did some takeout business, but speaking with the owner, he said he's only really been able to do about 15% of his typical sales. You know, they are not a restaurant, you know, such as a a pizzeria that might be able to easily shift to this to-go business. They've never really sold that way, and, you know, that's not their customer base, so he's, he's still very much struggling. So how much money is Café de Soleil losing right now? What did they say in their court papers? In, in the claim itself, he is seeking $5 million in damages, but that could also be spread across other restaurants that join the class action suit, which so far I don't think there has been any. Interesting. So that would be for a bunch of restaurants in New York City joining the suit. 
Yeah, the suit um, is, is focused on getting that, that, that $5 million, but they did file it as a class action, which could open up other restaurants that um, have their insurance through AXA Financial to, to join. So this is all against AXA. So what defense does the insurance industry and insurers like AXA have for not paying out restaurants or other small businesses at a time like this? Well, they say, you know, look specifically at your contract and in the contract specifically, they say viruses are not covered. Specifically, after the SARS outbreak put in there, you know, virus is not considered the type of damage that business interruption insurance covers. They're saying, you know, this is a contract. In this contract, we're very specific about the things that are covered and virus is not one of them. So tell me, are there other cases like this? I, I feel like there's more momentum growing for businesses to take on the insurance industry and push back. What are you finding in your reporting? Yeah, this was, this was the first one that I'd seen um, specifically from a New York restaurant, but there have been a lot of lawsuits filed kind of across the country against insurers. There's also lawsuits filed in England and in France. I mean, every single country is going through this right now where businesses are crushed and they need to figure out how to get money to sustain their business. This is something that they've been paying into for, you know, as long as they've been in operation. And they're saying, I need this now more than, than ever. So if it's not going to cover this, you know, what am I paying for? Attorneys that I've spoken with say this is just the start of this and there will be a ton of lawsuits to come. Similar uh, story with Super Summer Sandy, where a lot of these claims were also denied on various contractual grounds. The courts were quite busy for, for some time sorting out payouts for businesses damaged by that storm. And what is the insurance industry's biggest fear if they do pay out the money? What are they saying could happen to the industry if they actually started helping out these businesses and paying them? They, they describe this as a systemic risk. Uh, the American Property Casualty Insurance Association, which is, you know, the industry's kind of largest lobbying group, um, put out a report that's just paying claims for businesses with 100 employees or fewer could cost $380 billion a month, which is far more than even the worst hurricane seasons. And that's just, you know, for one month. They, they don't know how long it will be until they're back in operation. So they're saying there's simply no way that the industry can shoulder all of this, and they've called for more of a federal bailout for these businesses, such as, you know, we have seen through the small business loans that the federal government has given. Wonderful. Thank you, Ryan. It's been great having you. Ryan Deffenbaugh is a reporter with Cranes New York Business. Thank you. Eric Joswitz is an analyst at insurancequotes.com. His company helps consumers and small businesses get insurance co coverage. Eric, it's great to have you. Thanks, Christine. Great to be here. So we spoke in an earlier interview about how most insurers are rejecting small businesses based on the fact that they won't cover infectious diseases. But on what other grounds are they rejecting claims? So when businesses, uh, small businesses particularly, purchase insurance policies, they're typically purchasing a package of insurance policies. And so they're getting business interruption insurance, as an example, as part of a package of coverage that's designed around property casualty insurance. And so many of the insurers that are rejecting or denying claims 
are saying that one of the reasons that the claim is invalid is because there's been no property damage and the BI insurance policy is part of the property casualty insurance policy. And so even if the policy doesn't have a specific exclusion around infectious or communicable diseases, there's still a denial occurring because of the lack of property damage. What are some ways that small businesses can get reimbursed under these restrictions? So what I'm telling people is that documentation is their friend. So they need to make sure that they document all the actual damage, physical damage that's occurring to their property associated with the business being shut down or being impacted by COVID. And so, as an example, if they have to perform cleaning or HVAC remediation um, because there were infected people on premises, that could be part of a property uh, damage claim. Any surface cleaning that they had to do, uh, spoilage, in the case of restaurants, many of them had food and supplies that went bad or food that was exposed that needs to be replaced. And so all of that needs to be documented as part of a claim. Also, uh, specific workers that were either infected or needed to go and get tested, that should also be part of, of any documentation supporting a claim. So what other things can small businesses do right now to, you know, to get insurers to pay their claims? Anything we should think about bigger picture here? Small businesses really need to band together and clearly articulate their concerns and the financial and business impact that this is having to their representatives. So state level, local level, federal level representatives need to understand that insurance isn't really stepping up or isn't really designed to step up to cover the issues associated with a pandemic and there's going to be widespread impact not just the loss of those businesses, but the loss potentially of all the jobs associated with those businesses if the government doesn't step up to somehow backstop this and provide additional support. Eric Joswitz, it's been wonderful to have you. Thanks so much. My pleasure, Christine. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to Small Business Lifeline. This has been Christine Hani Dare Bryan with Crane Communications. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to us on your favorite podcast networks. And if you have any story tips, please email me at c-d-a-r-e-b-r-y-a-n at c-r-a-i-n-s-n-e-w-y-o-r-k dot com. We'll be coming to you each week with more tips on how small businesses can survive through this pandemic. Have a great week.